to come and beatbox in a rap. Welcome back to Business Only. Yeah, yeah. This is a good word. Day on third. And we back. Well, guys, we're back for another week. Um, Last time we came together, we spoke about the Black Lives Matter movement and what's just been happening around the United States. Um, the shots we've been making. But even with that, I feel like there's been more names added to the list, which is, you know, even more depressing. I feel like every time we get on social media, there is just, you know, more news that's depressing, honestly. So I think last, or the episode we did, the last episode we did was pretty timely in the sense of just knowing how to protect yourself, your mental health and, when to log off, you know, how to stay informed, but not, you know, overconsume the news. Um, but yeah, it's been really hard. It's been yeah. rough because I know with Atlanta, how has things been since Ray- Rayshard Brooks, right? At the Wendy's and then the Wendy's yeah. set on fire. Oh, mm-hmm. before we get too far into the episode, we have a special guest this episode. Yes, we do. We have Akeem in the house. Hey, how you ladies doing? We're doing Good. fine. Thanks for joining us. Um, to give y'all a little peek into uh, this week's episode, we want to get a male voice, um, just a male opinion of our thoughts. But yeah, on the topic of Ray, Rayshard, what's his name? Rayshard uh-huh. Brooks. Yeah, we, me and Akeem, we end up going to the protests I think the day after he was murdered we went down to the Wendy's and I'll have to say like the energy was crazy like mm-hmm. there's so many different wars going on right now and I know we'll get into that you know in a second but I feel like the war that day was very personal you know mm-hmm. like that was somebody that they took from that neighborhood you know people knew him like he was literally a couple minutes from his sister's house so like they were from there so the hurt and the pain from that was like it was it was crazy the Um, frustrating part for me with that whole story is are the people that are trying to justify it almost in a way by saying he like resisted arrest he fought the police he had a taser like we've seen time and time again of white people killing 10 to 15 people getting on cops getting getting bulletproof vests put on when they're getting escorted to the cop car yet you know, they feel like they can't do the extra steps of their job, run after this man and try to catch him. You have to automatically exactly. pull out a weapon. Literally. And I feel like that's the part that I feel like needs to be more highlighted versus, because I don't know about your timeline, what you've been seeing, but mine has been a lot of like, I think I follow the wrong people, has been a <laughs> lot of, um, well, you guys, you know, he did resist arrest, but it's like, and what? what is that? Just because you resist policemen are not gods you know like they're literally humans that we pay to Mm -hmm. protect and serve our community not to kill us not to literally kill us because their feelings got hurt or Mm -hmm. they got outran or literally you know like yes I don't know if you saw the video I saw bits and pieces of it I can't do it trying to I I didn't see the whole thing up until where he you know passed or got shot anyways Mm -hmm. but even before that like there was a whole 20 minute back and forth where he's calm I mean of course he's drunk Mm -hmm. you know he's trying to tell him the polite conversation a polite conversation doing everything that people always tell black men to do black women to do you know like even if he wasn't polite though he didn't do shit like exactly but my point with that was like, he was literally trying to get help. Like he literally was trying to say like, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Like I'm trying to stay out the way. Yes, mm-hmm. granted he was parked at the Wendy's, but okay. It's like, this just did not constitute to him literally losing his life, you know? But right. that conversation was so, for the most part, peaceful. He was really just trying to get somewhere safe, you know? And I feel like the cops just really took it overboard, like literally egging him on. Oh, well, you shouldn't be drinking and driving. So let me just arrest you now. It's like, Mm -hmm. y'all, they don't even see us as human, you know, like don't even deserve like 
just a moment of thought. It's always just fear for their lives. And y'all have whole ass guns and tasers. And, and, and didn't you know, the story come out of one of the cops actually having like a couple of misconduct tra- uh, claims against yeah. him? So it's like mm-hmm. another issue with law enforcement. Why are these people not being investigated on their exactly. first offense? Now we're on their 13th. But um, hello, our police chief has stepped down, um, which I didn't really... I don't know. I don't know how great of a move that was. Mm-hmm. But maybe she's like, well, if they don't get fired, I'll just fire myself, you know, so I don't have to carry that burden of him, you know, not losing his job. I don't know. It just kind of felt like a safe face kind of thing. But I guess she's still working with um, police, but just not as the chief. And then they're looking for a new one. I don't know. I know this is a lot, but I just it's don't feel lot. like Mary Keisha is doing the most fabulous job. I feel like she's, she's very got a hard job. She's got it's a very, very hard, hard job. job. It's a very hard job, but honestly, none of this shit is new. It's just coming to mm-hmm. the head. Like people right. are just fed up. You know, like if right. we never were outraged about this, y'all would still be doing business as usual. And like that's what right. we're not going for anymore. So yes, Keisha, you probably didn't sign up for all of this, but this shit has been happening. Neither so, do we. But right. are you exactly we didn't sign up for this shit either. So like what can you do about it, honestly? So so along with his story, there's been um, two hangings out on this on the West Coast. I know there was right. one in Palmdale that isn't too far from L.A. And I can't remember where the other one was, but those stories are really, like, so horrific to me. The horrific part to me is that they're being called suicides. Um, of course, because they're not wanting to do the additional investigation and see why these things are happening. Mm-hmm. So for like, I think there's been like five hangings in the last week, which is crazy. Which is insane. and then there was a shooting here too. Some white man. Oh right, shot wasn't there a like drive by on Edgewood, right? And two yeah, people were like, killed. Yeah, it was like in the Edgewood neighborhood, not on the street. So I do feel like you know, I never really felt like the um, since the process have started and the looting started. I don't think the the protesting has died down at all. I don't feel that way. I think media has just tried to shift what they're showing us. I think protests are still going strong and people are still out here fighting for what needs to happen, any type of reform. But I feel like now things are about to almost, like they should be triple. Like with Juneteenth coming up, like do you have anything that things that you guys are going to do on Juneteenth? Um, there's a few events happening. So like a couple of like rallies and just different events, a lot of kind of like black liberation more so like music and just like okay. a time to release a little bit. Um, and we were thinking about planning something as well. Like, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. So I don't know, but there's maybe not Juneteenth, but something after. There's so. a festival happening here in Lamarck Park. That should be nice. So I'm just That's like, awesome. Yeah, so that's why I'm just like, you know, and there's a protest. There's an all-Black Lives Matter protest going on in the morning and then the Juneteenth Festival in Lamarck Park. So it's like, you know, we are finding places, like how we stressed in the last episode when we talked about solutions and just making time to, like, find a little bit of peace. So I feel like that day would be the best day instead of, like, us being very, very consumed with everything going on, just finding a moment to breathe and celebrate, you know, Oh, it's kind of hard to say celebrate because it's hard to. I don't it's know. nothing to it's, be it, you know, about. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. I go back and forth. Some days, right? It's, it's a mental thing of like choosing to be happy and find the joy in your day versus kind of being on social media and seeing everything going it on. Sounds, yeah, exactly. Um, but with that, we really want to really talk about the different wars going on. Black Lives Matter. People right. put a lot of emphasis on all because there's been such a just such a divide within the black community. You know, trans lives. We see, you know, trans women getting murdered at crazy rates, you know, mm-hmm. and people don't really talk about that as much. Um, black women, you know, um, and one thing we wanted to highlight is just how black women just aren't, you know, feeling protected right now. Absolutely. We have trans women that are. Uh, oftentimes targets for no fucking reason. Mm -hmm. And then you have black women where I feel like every black woman, women in general, honestly, but everybody has a similar story, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up, you know, not really feeling comfortable walking past a group of men like that for that to be a common thing, there's a problem. So um, I wanted to bring Keem on today, kind of 
pick his brain, kind of get his perspective. We didn't think it would be as fair to right. talk about niggas. Bash, really bash, bash him. Right. And it's not even a bashing thing for us. It's more so like, we're really frustrated, you know? Yeah. It's really opinion-based. It's the things that really we've is. encountered, the things we've seen, the things we've heard from other women in our lives, where it's like, we love Black men, we love our people, we love all of that, but it is something that needs to be addressed. Um, yeah, really the sure. divide and how Black women, we've, we are always fighting for others. You know, we've always putting others ahead of ourselves, but I feel like now is the time to really elevate Black women and the things that we've been going through as well right. like of course black men we're still gonna you know do that part but i think it's more imperative that black men do the work as well like yeah. women should not always have to be in the forefront doing the fight and i'm right. speaking in general not off of like it's a really it's a generalization because i feel like men black men are definitely more and more outspoken these days i think than yeah. in the past Especially um, our age and the things that I'm seeing on my time, I'm like, finally, like, good. Speak right. up because it's going to take another man to address another man exactly. about, you know, addressing things that are wrong. Would you agree or disagree, King? Um, I think it's now is the time that a lot of men need to take the back seat for a second and just listen. Yeah. Because I don't think women ever heard or, you know, that their experiences aren't heard uh, vividly in the first place. So... It's very important a lot of men that don't know find out, and that's by listening. You know, and I was spoke, I spoke to Deja earlier about the oppressed becoming the oppressor. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a um, I don't know. It's a it's kind of a double. I don't know for lack of a better word. For lack of a better word, just like you know, uh, just it's it's more than one layer for African American men to mm-hmm. comprehend especially when he's coming from uh, a non-nuclear family background. You know, he was yeah. raised in a single-parent household. Maybe his immediate family isn't there. He's living in a house with his grandmother. You know what I'm saying? So that dynamic is usually, what, coddled, impoverished. You know, so things are definitely half-assed. Right. And not only do Black men, including myself, objectify women, we objectify ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a direct, to me, in my opinion, I don't think it's a direct, hatred or anything malicious towards black women. I feel like it is a testament to how we feel about ourselves and the status quo and who we are and how we feel about ourselves. Most of the majority of us, if not all of us are broken in some way to the point that we can't stand up for you because mm. in return, we are letting down our guard. Mm. So it's a point. lot of things. It's, it's a lot of things that, that can be excused, but it's no more time for excuses, you know, mm. because you guys are dying, you know, you're our last fight, you know, we've been dying and it's about time that we, you know, do the work, you know what I'm saying? African-American men need to put in the work as much as we put in the, you know, the means for our hustle. Black men love mm-hmm. to hustle, you know, we we get our dollar, you know what I'm saying? Whether if, it's, whether if we got it for our family or for ourselves, we get it done. We can put that same energy into learning, you know, uh, into learning about our people. So, um yeah it's 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 a really slippery slope slope and it's a lot it's a lot harder than just tweeting about it and you know mm-hmm. saying that we got to stand for black women and if i catch one of you niggas on the street being misogynistic i'm gonna slap the shit out i've seen all type of stuff on twitter mm-hmm. and i know every single one of my brothers or friends that are black men have all participated in a misogynistic way of life even the homosexual friends of mine you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so it's 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 really um, something we all have to, you know, take heed to and bow down to and like really understand what we are doing, you know, to to our sisters. I really agree with that, too. Even the fact that you said, like, y'all all take part in it. I feel like it gets so ingrained in y'all. And then women, we don't even realize, like, I know I'm thinking about shit that happened to me in high school. Like that shit was inappropriate. Now that I'm older and more, you know, wiser and more aware of my body and the, you know, protection I need to have over my body. Like I'm, you know, just not really letting shit slide, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was when I was younger, but it definitely takes some type of awareness to even realize like, that wasn't okay. You know, I need to speak up as well when I'm feeling uncomfortable. I feel like women are just so tall, especially black women, just, you know, 
be submissive, you know, yeah, get a almost, man. Almost like the laugh it off or like just um, even though you were made to feel uncomfortable, you know, you just keep it moving. Da, 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 da. Right. Like I'm kind of not to, with that anymore because like when I'm feeling uncomfortable, anymore. I may not say anything in the moment because you know me, I have to like really develop my statement before I blow shit up because yeah. I'm just like I'm tired of feeling like I have to just be uncomfortable in certain environments like I it right. shouldn't I shouldn't feel that way I shouldn't have to compromise every time yeah that I get up that I have to for your enjoyment I mm-hmm. have to make myself smaller and make myself you know kind of bend and be uncomfortable just to not ruffle any feathers in this environment I'm definitely off that shit <laughs> like definitely off of it but it's like some of this shit has been so learned right. you know and it. literally ingrained in us that I know men it takes it's just going to take a lot of like personal I think it's a personal journey at first I know I was talking to Kim about this how I feel like every individual has to take a moment to realize the power within themselves to be able to add to the greater good like if you basically like if you don't love yourself you're not going to be able to love others right Mm -hmm. if you don't take awareness and like accountability for your own self you're not going to be able to hold your friend accountable you're not going to add value to any kind of conversation because you're doing the same shit you know like you're not even you know practicing what you preach so I feel like for men to really undo this whole niggas ain't shit you know <laughs> they're really gonna have to take a moment and say and okay I do participate and listen like he like said take a back yeah. seat and listen but now, also not to cut you off go ahead um I also want to say that one thing's for sure this I think this movement that we're going through is a um an ethnic agenda as opposed to a sexual mm. agenda I feel like you're seen as African-American first. And if Black lives matter, then Black lives matter. And any other underlying un- underlining factor, or underlining detail that goes beyond that is causing a separation. The divide, right. I can understand as opposed that. An, as opposed to an explanation, you know? Right. Because yes, trans African-American men and African-American women are being murdered and harassed. And that has been happening for years. But it is clear that heterosexual African-American men see themselves differently than trans. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It is clear that, you know, gay sees different than straight. But at the end of the day, the first thing that our oppressor and the majority sees is that we're African-American. Yeah. I feel like it's important that we hold on to that and try to listen to each other's testimonies. I agree with you But I really don't... I just didn't... I didn't appreciate seeing the protests in Brooklyn for trans lives and all Black trans lives matters. Because half of those people weren't out there for the regular Black Lives Matters protests, you know? And I was just like, wow, you know? Not like I was personally upset with the trans community, but I was upset with us as a whole. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's literally a whole, there's a group of thousands of people that are just staying home that are part of the struggle that we're going through, but don't want to come out either because they feel unsafe or because they feel unwelcome or just because they feel like, you know, that isn't the environment they they feel like they're hurt at. And I think that's, you know, problematic. Were you about to say something, Jess? Yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. But no, 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 you're fine. Like, I agree with you with saying, like, we are kind of doing a disservice a bit with kind of like the internal divide. But I do feel like these things need to happen because these conversations do need to happen, right? Because over the same amount of time as like, since like the Trayvon Martin murder and everything like that, you know, trans lives have been taking and another thing is that you know i feel like black women trans people are always in the front of these fights right and so Mm -hmm. they don't feel equally important they don't feel just as important when it comes down to their lives because it's like oh george floyd died this is a black heterosexual man and this uproar happened that's somebody that's not looking at the deeper issues going on right because it's like this is way deeper than just george floyd he may have been like the thing that broke the camel's back but it is way deeper than that. So it's I feel trans people, gays, women, we're all kind of just feeling like, you know, we are up here, we're fighting for black men, we're fighting for our people. But mm-hmm. when we die, like Breonna Taylor, her her killers are still not in jail. 
Like, right. we still have to fight way longer and harder for our rights. You know, we we do the good work for things that are going on with Black men, but it's like the things that are happening with women in trans lives are kind of going underneath the rug. Right. So I feel like that conversation does need to happen. I don't think a divide needs to happen, but there needs to be some awareness on for all people of everything going on. I feel like if anything, the huge protest in Brooklyn with Trans Lives Matter, that was to make a statement, you know, like literally there are so many wars happening in mm-hmm. Black trans women are getting murdered. And that's just a Black ass bottom line. And most of the time, from what I've, you know, read, it's at the hands of Black men. Right. So it's like the conversation that needs to be had is that we fighting for y'all Black asses and y'all can't even protect these women you know and I think it comes from this uh like fear or of course a phobia you know transphobia mm-hmm. of like oh well I, I I can't relate I don't know you know like I don't we're all know people what- and just like you said Keen we're all black people we do relate mm-hmm. we just yeah. we exactly. just lay down with different people at night we that's the only see, difference yeah we choose to see other things differently you know right. but there are several things that we all share and right even through the trauma different circumstances, but the same kind of trauma. You know, we all experience the normalization of black violence. You know, we all are expected to take the hits and the blows and get up and keep going. Keep pushing. And that's not the case. Yeah. You know, we all need to have a discussion, but also not a cancel out discussion. Right. We we also make mistakes. You know, like I said, I am a black man that participates, that has participated in misogynistic and patriarchal ways. But that's because I am conditioned. And, you know, my first steps into getting out of that condition is to admit Mm -hmm. and to, you know, put it all on the table. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel like that table is given to a lot of individuals that may have done way more than what will be on my rap sheet or even the next. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like some things are seen as unforgivable and rightfully so. Some shit is like, you know, what happened to that poor woman Toyin is to me unforgivable. Yeah. But we have to create space for even for those experiences because it's going to continue to be like that. And at the end of the day, people are still here and people change, you know, we're yeah. not machines. We aren't constant. We right. move and go with the times. And I do feel like there's something to be said about cancel culture. Some shit is unforgivable. That's understood. But I know Kim was saying, I forgot who was getting canceled in the moment. And <laughs> Kim was like, well, damn, do they want him to kill himself? I was yeah. like, what? Like, what is, is there, essentially like what I get from honestly it. I get like, it too like yeah. is there any redemption that can happen for people that you you can always say like oh they should have known better but some people literally are not privileged you know and and it takes somebody again that held themselves accountable that can hold somebody else accountable that has the awareness to say what the fuck and some shit is just black and white nigga you should have known better Cause, right because go ahead sorry but I'm just saying, like, is there any redemption for people? Of course, we are not talking about rapists and murderers and oh. none of that shit <laughs> at all. Like, y'all can go to hell. But people that literally may even, like, sometimes you can say something on Twitter, you know, and then you try to retract your statement because you've been, been educated. Right. But people literally are saying, no, you're still the same dumbass from last week that said Fuck that one statement. You know, and I feel like that is kind of the line, but I'm like, all this shit, first of all, it's a distraction. Like, I know I'm not canceling nobody, especially if I know them. Like, absolutely not. I'm definitely going to educate, especially if I know they give a fuck about you before I ever, you know, make you feel like an asshole. That's just... I think think it's, like, also systemic the way that we... Well, I feel like the face of cancel culture is, like, African-Americans. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like... I think it's true the majority of the tweets that I see or whatever, you know, social media I see, it's, it's, com- definitely it's coming us. from somebody of color yeah. and they're talking about, you know, a very valid situation, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're done with the person. I think it's systemic the way that we cancel each other out because we wear it as if it's a badge of honor. You know, mm-hmm. one week, I'm your biggest fan. You make a, a, an opinion that I don't like and then it's, you know, fuck you. I don't need you. I hate that guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's on my chest for the whole world to see. It's all over my page. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, okay, I'm sure there was a day somebody you truly admired really hated your guts because nobody is appreciated all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's just how we are. So I don't think it's fair 
how like we expect, especially celebrities, to Ugh, be these omnipresent godlike people that don't fuck up, that don't right. shit, like you know what I'm saying, and don't you don't don't do the same things that you do, you know, right. because their bank account might be a little bit different or even unseen to you. But it's just about we really got to realize the shit that we say and what we do and yeah. how it affects mm-hmm. others, even mm-hmm. even if you know the social economic background is different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything in the age of the internet gets to one another. Yeah. And like, we all make mistakes. And if the person that you're criticizing has championed you in the past more than they have hurt you, you right need to reconsider what you say. Yeah. You know, or at least have the compassion or find the words to put it in a way that won't tear them down. You right. know, because like, it's a disservice to not only yourself, but to the person. Right. I agree with that. I feel like there's a lot of um, compassion that's missing from the community because I think as the Black community, we're so emotional and we're so on edge that anybody can fucking go, you know? And it's like, just be with us and understand (laughs) what we're fighting for and what we're talking about or you can fucking go because that's how... I mean, black women have been fed up, I think, since birth. Since day one. Day one. Since day since we one. we got terms in our head when we didn't want one. We've been over And it. even when, Keen, you were saying how men are oppressed, you know, and also oppress oppressors to black women, mm-hmm. I think that is a good point. But I think acknowledging that is one thing, but you can't excuse that as the reason why there's a whole culture and why women always say niggas ain't shit. I saw a tweet that said, if niggas ain't shit, that mean your daddy ain't either. And somebody was like, absolutely. <laughs> like, well, I mean, but... I'm like, my daddy's CEO, okay. You also got to think about, I always, I carry this quote with me everywhere I go. It's from a guy named Victor Hugo, quoted by Dr. King. Okay. Those that dwell in the dark are not the ones to worry about. It's the ones who turn off the light. The majority of African-American men grow up in non-nuclear households. And who raises them? Black not the women. Father, black women. So do you feel and like I know, Listen, listen. I'm not oh. saying anything. Okay. I'm not pointing out pointing out anybody. Well, all I'm saying is, is that it starts from home. You know, it, it, it starts. And it also, I feel like saying niggas ain't shit comes from the, those same homes. You know what I'm saying? Of like the black woman being left to take care of this child you know what I'm well, saying? she's point, coddling that boy point so, to that point ahead, to that ahead, usually when it is a non-nuclear household where there is usually the mom raising the child the mom is working 80 hours a week right so the streets right. are basically raising the children mm-hmm. and then that's when the children are looking to these men that are in the mm-hmm. community with these mm-hmm. horrible views because they're the og or whatever and the right. kids feel like okay so he said this he's a man he's out here getting money doing this doing that and that's what i want to do and these men are promoted to these children that women aren't shit and like just treat women like blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's kind of how we get this systemic issue going on. Like moms, the women are usually working because you got to work 80 to 100 hours a week to take care of the kids that you're feeding. You get what I'm saying? I will say that you're, you're, I think that you're right, but there's also something that I feel like you're not, uh, you didn't mention was that mm-hmm. I don't think it is by no way. I think black men love black women. We love everything about you, but we don't necessarily know how to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I also feel like what I, I said in the form of mine, I'll say that, that's what I say in the paper for mention. But what I said <laughs> earlier was that um, we objectify ourselves. You know, we look to each other as machines. You know, if we cry in the streets, we die in the streets. You know, if we show weakness, we are cattle, you know. So it's whether that's face to face to a brother or to an officer, you know. So that not only not only do, you know, we conceptualize that about ourselves that, you know, I'm saying I have to be constant this all the time, tough guy. But that translate into how we communicate, how we talk. You know, we don't even respect our bodies. You know what I'm saying? Black men sleep with almost anything that will say yes to them without realizing, you know, the toll after they bust a nut. It's like, oh, shit, like, this really wasn't necessary. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that is a story for, like, every Black man trying to figure out his sexuality. Mm -hmm. I I can't really say every. I'm speaking from my experiences and my boys. But, yo, like, it it is really 
really traumatizing to be an African-American man, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a lot of things that aren't even discussed because it, there's a lot, the ones that affect it can't even discuss it. Mm -hmm. But like, like Deja said, none of it is an excuse to how we treat black women because we have to find a way to communicate our love and to show our appreciation. But we just don't know how because we don't even know how to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's really messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree with that shit. Like why why yeah. do y'all think black men, our, our, our death rate, you know what I'm saying? It's like 20 years lower than y'all's. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. we not saying that we by any way more affected or oppressed than black women because that's not true. You know what I'm saying? But we, our hurt is different to where the point we can't even nurture. We can't mm. reproduce. You know what I'm saying? Especially mentally. Mm. And you know it's it's a really tough battle to overcome. <laughs> That's a good point. No, yeah, because like, how else will we know if we don't hear what a black man has to say about it? Because me and Deja can go on and on about how we live, our experiences, but we don't we don't know what the black man experiences. We never will. We never could. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, and, I never could. And, and I definitely understand, like, just knowing you, experiencing you, my brothers how I feel like I have to do my part, you know, even though I'm exhausted, I still Ooh, feel child. like <laughs> I still take, I still take responsibility in the fact that I know I have love to give and it's my responsibility to like rem be a reminder right. of you're okay. You know, like you don't have to, you know, always fight. You know, you're protected, like you're loved, you know, period. You know, like don't feel like, I mean, you can feel the way that you feel, but I'm going to tell you that I'm thinking about you, mm -hmm. you know, and I love you and I, I care about you, you. Mm -hmm. and I got you, you know, I feel like I'm not going to change the world, but I can do my part in the little world that I do exist in and make the, the men, the women, like my ecosystem, you know, the nucleus that I have surrounding me, like let them know, like, we're going to be okay because when I talk about the individual journey, I know I had to figure out, you know, the love for myself so that I can be able to share that love and, you know, it'll evolve and, you know, go from there and the love for my community as well. I know I get really emotional. Sometimes I just really shut down. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk. I don't want to create. I don't want to do anything. You got to take that time to just be Yeah, I definitely have to take my time, but I know I get really affected by my environment and just, Hearing stories, it takes a toll on me personally, mm -hmm. but I really have to just figure out how I can be better as an individual and not put so much stress on me because I feel like the strong Black women literally came out of a myth that women can do so much and we can take care of a man and, you know, this, that, and the third. Because, you, you know, you, you have. History has shown that Black women carry the load, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but men yeah. get all the credit. That's what we mean. Men be getting a lot of credit for the household, the leader, the breadwinner, yeah. all of that. That's absolutely true. You know, and women be literally true. holding the household Hold down. It all down. Yeah, but I, I think about like how I feel about Mother's Day versus Father's Day. <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Literally, like, Father's Day is like not to be petty. Off. Not to be petty, but it'd be like, you know, mom's Mother's Day, I'm going all out. Going up. Birthday. Father's too. Day. It's like that. It's like it's like almost like Liberty. I appreciate you. Like, that's what's up. You really did your thing. <laughs> you tried. But I feel like a lot of people feel that way. It's like father but it well, shouldn't it should not be that it, way. It shouldn't yeah, be. Because if way. you look at it like all the things that you're missing because of a lack of fatherhood, you would appreciate them more. Like if you could really conceptualize what my father could have been to me, yeah. could have been for me. Mm -hmm. And some people have the privilege to have a, uh, uh, their father still around trying to make amends, you know, yeah. through growth. You know, I feel like we should nurture that. And I feel like we should champion that. Because, you know, we, like I said, the system was made for us not to even have a father. You know, yeah. and like our, our trauma. That's, that's the that bottom line. The system really is no, dividing we're, we're us. We're not supposed to be, that's we're not with the, with the we're supposed to be separated through finances, through, mm -hmm. through STDs, whatever, whatever it should be. You know what I'm saying? And it all it's all also um, generational. 
You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I can't quote it, but I'm thinking about a text I'm reading <laughs> about in slavery, mm-hmm. about how slave masters would get the uh, patriarch of the family, of the black slave family, mm-hmm. and emasculate them in front of the child and the mother. Right. You know, and, and this and, and this was a constant thing, you know what I'm saying, to the point where like, yo, this is your protector. We just tore him down. You know what I'm saying? You answer, yeah, no, like, you know, yeah, you ordered to me now, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And this, and it's as literal as I'm explaining it, this happened, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, so absolutely right. it is so generational to where mm-hmm. a black man essentially is like, I'm never going to get to that point again. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll be a monster before you take away my penis or you take away, you know, my strength in front of this black woman or this black anything, you know what I'm saying? It's so generational. And literally, if you follow history, you'll see how it's right there. It's like, mm, we yeah. do this because of this. So you know what I'm saying? We do this because of that. It's like, we really have to take, I feel like African-American history should be required. Uh, a, a required course. Absolutely. Absolutely. A required course. And also, uh, a sexuality course, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? About about what sex really means, what intimacy really means. Yeah, all right. of these things should be requirements, especially in black, black classes. Black all mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know our history, we won't know the why, you know? And it's so easy to be so fed up and so upset about, you know, your current situation, but a lot of people don't even, maybe don't even have the privilege to talk to their... Um, grandparents or their parents to have these honest conversations to say like what is intimacy like for you what was it like for you know grandma grandpa or your great because it's kind of taboo they don't really talk about that it's so taboo yeah sex is never oh yeah the intimacy was infringed upon they couldn't even go kiss in peace you know they had to do everything with a survival tactic attached to it and that's why black love is like one of the hottest things right now. You hear <laughs> Not the hottest thing. It's trendy right it's now. It's so corny, but it is so trendy right now. It's, no, it's fetishized. And yeah. Like, if you notice the rise in like interracial movies and like all on Netflix, every couple on there is interracial. And yeah, I that's very true. You yeah. know, I personally believe that integration is a one-way street in America. And, you know, I feel like once you do that, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily belong to a, a sense of, I don't know. Like belonging, like a community, like your community. <laughs> you know, maybe you, you add so a little more spice to So can you throw them away? You're canceling. You kind of cheated. Like you put a little more spice to the pot. Like if your kid can't, you can't Love get Love is blind. You know, your kid can't Love get in the charter blind. school. Your kid can't get in the charter school. So, you know, you, you had sent your white wife up there and then now he automatically in the motherfucker. You know, it's just, all, it's, I'm being I'm being a little sarcastic. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because situations people, yeah. like that, you know, yeah. where having an interracial family provides a sense of privilege over yep. the next black kid Absolutely. from the black family. Sure. Yep. And we don't think about that because a it's a capitalist society. You know what I'm saying? I'm winning. That means you losing. But we don't gotta acknowledge that because we win it. You know, it's it's fucking crazy. Period. <laughs> These uh hand motions. <laughs> no, that was perfect. I actually wish we could record this video. I know, right? But yeah. I'm sorry, I look crazy. So um but just to kind of like going all the way back to when Keem just said that it's so important that black men take the time to just sit back and listen to everything going on. I think it's important Mm -hmm. that we all honestly take a step back because we all have different perspectives. We all have different opinions. We all have different ways that we grew up and people around us. I think Mm -hmm. we all need to, instead of like this cancel culture, be respectful of other people's opinions. People Mm -hmm. are not going to agree with you. And that's not that's not any reason to tear somebody else down or cancel them. It's a time right. to like, you know, state your state what you got to say and then back right. away from it. It's not your place to sit here and feel like you got to convince everybody to feel the same way you do. You're wasting yeah. your time and in not the protecting moment. your peace. In the right. moment. You're not protecting your peace. And that's just something I just don't understand. Like, I'm not going to go back and forth shove your you? opinion <laughs> down my throat. I ain't going back and forth with nobody. Like, no. I don't understand that. One of my... One of my pastimes has been going on the Instagram account. Karen's gone wild. Not even a pastime. That is current time, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually my business of the day. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tapping in to see like what new Karen's on. It's nuts. 
But even with that shit, how y'all even have time for this <laughs> for this little whole interaction to go down? Like, I I disagree. I'm always praying to bump into a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> how do we put a, how do we put a bow on this? Because it's just like the conversations are going to continue to be had, right? Like we mm-hmm. all, I feel like, are going to be continuing to have these conversations as, as the years go along, as the days go along, like all of that. But I feel like to kind of just put a bow on this conversation about black men protecting black women. I think it's so important that black men that are listening, like you just stand up for the women that you care about in your life. And then you, you stand up to the men in your life that you see are not doing right by women, you know? And we, as black women, we're going to do our part. We're going to speak up, but sometimes it's nice to just have a man go told us. It's just nice. Like, I appreciate it because I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of having to get with somebody. Do it for me, please. Get them. Listen, Keem's really good about that. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine with this conversation. I'm like, Keem, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I I wanted to ask in my group chat yesterday. I was about to say, how come nobody, how come we don't have any, a a girl in a chat? And, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it's, I think, no, and uh, I got a lot, I, I think I got like a few immature, you know, answers. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you know, Boys only club. You know what I'm saying? man, woman tater club. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you really think about the essence of that question, it's like, why isn't a girl in the chat? You know, why didn't we have a girl that was a best friend? You know what I'm saying? Or like, just was hanging out. Because, you know, she would you not know? have, she would have told y'all asses off. You know, or not even that, try this on for size. I just think that we just really couldn't even, we didn't, we were raised or like, not raised, but yeah, raised amongst each other. That like, yo, if I, if we not intimate, if I can't have sex with you, then what, I need what are we you. talking for? And that's right. such a great point to bring up. Protect women even when you're not attracted, attracted to them. Like, yep. see them beyond their physicality and these attributes that you feel like makes a woman a woman women are women point blank period right also i think it goes to the fact of what african men are kind of fed growing up like what we're we're taught to like Mm. you know i'm saying what we're taught to be open to i think deep i think we're so we're stuck in a very small lane about who we can be as black men and Mm -hmm. that's acceptable and that's like yo like you and Jazz might be comfortable talking about, I don't know, doing your nails or taking care of your physicality, right? Yeah. Black men necessarily, at the most, we talk about how many reps we did, but we don't talk <laughs> about how, oh man, I just got my skin exfoliated. I went to therapy. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, I went yeah. to therapy, you yeah. know, and I I'm talked about, I talked about shit. my dad knocking me out when I was like 12. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We don't ever talk about that kind of thing. You know, if anything, me and my homies, we vent and get those emotional moments out by tearing each other down. Mm. And mm. that is the worst because, you know, we got to try to, you know, build back. We always got some kind of resentment for each other, but we always get to those moments by tearing each other down or like, you know, pointing out one of our shortcomings. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's never, it's never guard down. You know what I'm saying? It's never like, it's the dynamic is so different from women. So to, to go on to what I was saying, when we're trying to befriend women and we realize that we can't take it to that level of intimacy, which is really the only way we know how to interact with women mm. is through intimacy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just like, yeah, we don't, we just don't fucking know. <laughs> Men, I think the challenge here today, so many. beyond these days, <laughs> one of the challenges is to try to befriend women. Like literally with protecting women, it's, like I was saying, well, I, 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 yeah, like it is about protecting women, but it's about we don't, we aren't, we were, we weren't able to love the same things that y'all were able to love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because That's our, very true. our our very brothers true. and our fathers made us feel like we couldn't be that y'all way. Were less than a Not man. because it wasn't cool to them, but I mean, generation generationally, it was to protect us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just how trans trans men are attacked. You know what I'm saying? Fathers know that that sweet stuff, as they will quote or unquote, and accepted in the hood and accepted Mm -hmm. in impoverished neighborhoods. You will be targeted. You will make our family a target. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, black men are strictly told, yo, 
cut that gay shit out. Cut that mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? Why are you crying? You know what I'm saying? Why you want why the Barbies? You, why you got on your mama's shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all types of stuff. It's real, think. though. It's real. Yeah, real. It's so real. So, like, yeah, we have problems communicating. Y'all can't women. even really express yeah. yourselves. And I think it goes back to what you, all the points that you were saying. I think the bottom line is, like, you really have to do the self-work and unsubscribe from what you were taught mm-hmm. and what yep. you were told and what you learned to be true for your life. You get you have the beauty of taking agency and full control over your life and your future. Clear slate. Who you're going to allow, clean slate. Who you are going to allow to talk to you crazy and not. You know, who are you going to allow to uplift you? Like you are able to create a reality where you are free. I think as we grow up and we're children and we're teenagers and we're evolving, we we get these lessons, you know, we get the parental guidance and some people have it better than others, whatever. There is really no comparison. You have a journey that was built for you. You know, you get to take those lessons and if, and if it works for you, keep going. If that doesn't work for you, you are old enough to be aware to mm-hmm. say, Hey, I don't like that. I'm going to take a little bit of that. I'm going to, you know, try to adjust to this, but I'm going to be comfortable, mm-hmm. period. I want to live a life that makes me feel good, like, and that I can thrive in and not feel like I can't be myself. There's no reason why a Black man, a man, period, can't get their nails done or a hair done, like, literally just... And not, and not still feel... And not feel like a man. Nothing right. makes... You are a man by Because you mind. are a man, Yeah. Period. Nothing, Nothing defines makes you that. Admit. Nothing defines that. But you, you wake up and nobody can take that away from you. You know, right. even on your worst of days, you are still you. So I feel like men have to really unsubscribe from these toxic way of thinking that, you know, if they just do all this crazy shit, that's what makes them who they are. When no, that makes you literally this idea. You know, that's not helping. Everything you don't want to be. Everything you mm-hmm. don't want to be. But I feel like the challenge, honestly, is really trying to unsubscribe and tr- connect with women. And it, and don't just protect the women that you're attracted to or that just look good, you know, that you might want to fuck one day. Mm-hmm. We sense that shit. I don't know if men know uh, that, but women can peep the bullshit. We may go from a mile away. Along. And, you know, women, we're, we're so fragile sometimes, you know, and... You have women that are like sex workers. Like, I'm sure that's not an ideal job, but that is something that they feel like they have to do to get to the next, you know, level or whatever in their lives. And then you have men that are predators or they're fucking pimps and shit like that. But think about how vulnerable a woman has to be to put herself in an environment like that. And then you have men that take advantage of of that you know and it's like damn you know it'll be okay in a perfect world in a perfect world it'll be okay but then you have these shit (laughs) you can't you can't have a legal prostitution you literally can't even Mm -hmm. have a woman that feels sexually liberated that wants to literally shit do what she gotta do and what she wants to do in this moment to get her money but it's like men they become so predators and then it's just you know, a sick interweb of things, but I feel like men just have to get the fuck over themselves and this idea of what makes them a man and what mm-hmm. makes them so powerful and literally see human, see women as the humans that we are. Right. Because I feel like we're going to constantly have this divide. We're going to constantly feel like, you know, I can't even run to my brother because he's one of them, you know? I can't even go to a nigga that looks like me for out of the fear that he's going to ask me for my number because that shit's annoying, mm-hmm. you know? Try to slap me on my ass or, you know, follow me home, you know? Even in these relationships, like, some women are scared to break things off with the men in their lives out of fear that these niggas, it's just... Or retaliate, do some crazy shit. Retaliate, and it's like uncomfortable something has to change there is a disconnect there you know that y'all feel so deep rooted into your manhood built on nothing you know that y'all just have to perpetuate these ideas and you know have this control over women when like all we want bottom line is to feel protected and love you know to feel not like we're property and not feel like property and i feel like again the bottom line, we all need to listen, you know, 
let men be heard. Keem, you gave some really good points. Great I don't point. think me and Jazz would have ever. We were not ready for that. that. You really not got into it, Keem. You definitely, thank you for that. Oh, but okay. but we want to encourage more men to have these conversations, have these conversations with the women in their lives. With the women in your life, have a conversation with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. what are you holding on to so dearly that is not for the greater good, that is not helping women at all? Like, y'all niggas have whole ass mothers, whole grandmothers, daughters sometimes, sisters. Uh, so, see. what is it? Why is it that you have to relate it to? Why does it have to be so personal for you for you to feel like, oh, they're worthy, they're mm-hmm. worthy of this, you know? Right. It has to make sense because honestly, like you said, there's a bigger agenda. You know, they want this divide so we can be distracted. And we it's not until, you know, we come together that shit can really change. So it's yeah, like it's not until these conversations. Not until these conversations survive. are happening. And I'm not saying it, it probably will never be perfect, but I feel like keep Let's having all get on the same page. All we're Let's asking on the, the same, same page, be in the same page. book, baby. Like that's Listen, all we need. Tap the okay. <laughs> tap in really so we can really get to where the fuck we're going because i feel like we are so powerful together we see that at these protests we see this on twitter every day on instagram like we're so powerful when we put the bullshit aside like i'm in a space right now i ain't going back and forth with nobody i'm just not there is a there's a war outside There's a war outside. Why am I fighting with my brother? But in the midst of all of that, we all got to remind each other that while we're communicating and trying to unify, that we, you know, we have to remain safe. You know, we talked about the the lynchings that are happening in California. And it can happen anywhere. These are new. These are new. You know, they can happen anywhere. They've been happening since, you know, the beginning of time. You know, shit, the Jim Crow era, you know, it goes way way back. You know, it started. It had a resurgence in 2015. Kids were getting lynched. The protesters and activists and, you know, in Ferguson, they were just disappearing. One of my friends, a high school friend of mine, was lynched and was covered up as a suicide. Rest in peace, Wendell Jackson. You will not go in vain. But, yeah, he was dating a a, a white woman. Mm. Um, Intelligent dude. Very kind, patient. On the the school board, you know, a trustees. Debate team. Debate team member. Just a great kid, very quiet to himself, never malicious, not even, you know what I'm saying? And he was handsome. Dated this white girl. Next thing you know, he's disappeared. They find him hanging from a tree. Now it's marked a suicide. Um, we were younger back then. I was in college. Didn't make that much of it. Thought it was very shocking. And then, you know, years pass. Even before years pass, you hear stories about other kids, other African-American kids going missing. Then mm-hmm. find themselves hanging from a tree. And one one factor for all of them is what? They committed suicide. Right. And allegedly. And then it's backed up by autopsy. Make it make sense. You know, and it's backed up by autopsy reports that are not private, they're state. Therefore, mm-hmm. meaning it can be manipulated. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's it's like that doesn't even matter, you know what I'm saying, unless you have power. That's the only way you can manipulate, exactly. you know, to get the truth there. Because they they are literally picking and choosing what we see. Mm-hmm. And, and they're doing that to save lineages or save their friend that they know is a piece of shit racist. You know what I'm saying? And it's a whole fucked up game. It's a whole system. And it's so important that we unify. But in the process, we need to look over our shoulder because they're trying mm-hmm. to pick us. They're really trying to pick us off Absolutely. one by one. You're um, right. Yeah, it's so, just, it's right. so important. And it's, it's scary to think about, but yeah, being aware at this time is just so important. Probably one of the more important things. Like now more than ever. I'm looking over my <laughs> shoulder. I need to get it. I need to get some pepper spray. <sighs> well, I mean, no. how do we how do we even transition this? But um uh, yeah, it's just that's the next episode, right? I know that's why I'm like I feel like the conversation is gonna be ongoing. Um yeah, of course, this conversation is definitely ongoing. I will not be surprised if tomorrow some other shit happens. You know, so, it's just crazy. Something every day. It's something every day. And and I just refuse to accept this as a norm for it's me. not like it's not. I'm trying not to get jaded. I'm like, we get these stories so much, so much it's like, am I supposed to be desensitized now? No, I'm not. I have to get off of social media. <laughs> take a, a word moment. to yourself, huh? Like, yes, because it, it's so it's very easy to get consumed and like Oh, just keep strolling. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened yesterday, and that happens all the time. Like, 
not normal, <laughs> not cool. Keep yeah. fighting, but also protect your peace. Yeah, God. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like our ancestors, they walked so we can run. I mean, okay. not downcutting because they did so much. They, they laid the foundation so for us. They laid the foundation. And it's up to us, like, especially this generation, to teach it to our children and then children's children. And maybe eventually we'll have change, but it's definitely going to be a lot of work in the years down the road. But as long as conversations like this are happening around the world, within ourselves, within our community, mm-hmm. I think we'll continue to see progress because these protests and everything that's happening is actually creating some type of change. I mean, Absolutely. it may not be the first thing that's blasted on the media, of course. It's not gonna right. they're not gonna highlight the good things that are coming from this, just all yeah. the negative things that are coming from it. So I think it's important that amongst ourselves we just highlight the good, the good and things, yeah. the good that's happening with everything, and continue to be at, active. At the bare minimum, I love how you know these protests are happening in different neighborhoods. Like people are getting annoyed. White yeah. people, people that like choose to be ignorant, they're getting upset, and I right. love that. you know, mm-hmm. like you can't run away from it. So right. we're at your front door. We're yeah, at your front door. I did find it interesting that they did away with the curfew because that was affecting businesses and like just regular everyday people. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, actually, I'm okay with the curfew. I'll take my black ass home. That's fine. Because I know it's affecting those people that aren't out, that are trying to ignore, you know, what's happening right outside their door in their own neighborhood. So I'm like, good. But they, yeah, that didn't even last for a few days. And honestly, I'm happy. I didn't really need a curfew, but. I didn't mind. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to take that L, you know, because it's working towards a greater good, in my opinion. But guys, we hope you guys got some things from that conversation. Um, Don't be discouraged. This is the time to find your power, find your voice, and really do what you can, you know. Do what you can the way that you can, you know how you can, how it feels to you, you know, don't try to overdo it. Don't overcompensate. This is literally the time to, you know, self-care, but also fight, you know. And pick your lane because you can't do it all. Pick your lane. That's so true. Um, Well. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So, I mean, our last couple of things that we always like to do is the playlist. Yes, um, yes. So, Kim, I told you to get prepared for a song this week. Okay. Yes, Kim, you have an ad for our playlist, B.O.P. Um, I've been listening to like a lot of, you know, because of the climate, like I've been listening to a lot of really old school, old shit. Um, one song I've been listening to, Deja Knows, is a, by <laughs> Etta Jones called, okay. Don't Go to Str- called Don't Go to Strangers. Not Etta James, but Etta Jones. Don't Correction go to for y'all. It's one of my it's one of my favorite songs. I've been playing it like at least three times a day. It's real slow, but it's a lot of soul in, into it. It's a very true message, you know. You and know, what is um, it called? It's called "Don't Go to Strangers." Yeah, "Don't Go to Strangers" by Etta Jones. Gotcha. I found it. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and uh, you know relax to that. Put run a hot bath. Right. Come you on, know. come on, set the tone. Put <laughs> your cucumbers stored in your eyes, whatever oh, you do. Please. That's Miss <laughs> that's Ross vibe over here. Oh, <laughs> I don't even use cucumbers. Um, I guess I'll go. Shout out to the Insecure soundtrack. They have always some great songs. They always mm-hmm. put, I think, everybody wants a good new music or just feel good songs. Um, and a song that they brought back to me was Thundercat. It was on this last episode, Thundercat Fair Chance. Okay. Oh, I like so, that yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can't sing. Come on, come, come on. Come on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my song for the week. Jazz, what about you? Um, so mine keeping up with the insecure, and sorry y'all, I did not watch the finale, but um, Ooh, I'm, I know, I know. Wait till I see it. So we'll talk about it next time. Y'all can't do that to me. That, that is petty, though. How they how it ended, but it's okay. Okay, so my ad is "Show You." You can give like a uh, by Baby Rose. Shout out to Baby Rose. I love the song. Um, but give me like a yeah. quick, maybe a minute sentence of what happened to Insecurity without. <laughs> Can you do it without like without I'll give you word. I give you one word. What you about to say? One word. What you about to say? Okay. One word. Okay. 
expected. Got it. What? Okay. I said, don't just give me something small. I need to watch it. I've seen spoilers, bro. I've seen spoilers. Right. It's it's everything that you expect. I did not expect this. I will say that. I did. I think I think I think I think a lot of black women who have been done wrong by black men did. Uh oh, uh oh. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh wow. But first of all, that I, 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 I don't get into it. Don't get into it. We're gonna put a what, what? put a cap so you on gonna, that. Are you gonna watch this once the show is over or what? Yeah, I'll watch it tomorrow. The plan is to watch it tomorrow. And what then are we you can... doing? It's only twenty two minutes. I know it's twenty two minutes. Someone. No, yeah, okay. Don't is she airing me out? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Oh, I'm gonna watch okay. it. Got an insecure date. Whatever. Okay. You know how folks be. We I gotta watch it together. Whatever, whatever. Well, I, mean, I, would, I would just watch it in fake, like I in fake. But I've been doing that, and I'm just trying to be. <laughs> She's trying to be better. Okay. I'm trying to be better, Daisy. You know, it's, it's taking a lot of effort. No, you're not going to be able to fake the reactions. So. Yeah, I know. True. That's why I'm. Like, that's some real shit. Mm-hmm. But it's already been spoiled for me, so I hate all of y'all niggas on Twitter, Instagram, because you can't just you hold water. On there. Did you see anything? I, knew it. I did. I, oh, I don't want to talk about it though because I want to get backstory. Anyway, well, I will say, great. Damn it, you did and... say. <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing. Personally, I'm not a, the biggest insecure fan, only because uh-huh. I don't like. Uh, okay. Each episode is like 22 minutes. It's like an episode of Full First House. Of all, like what? 30. This is 2020. You got to come with hour long episodes, 29. or we don't. But you know what? If, if it was an hour episode long, y'all, really? we they would. The I would be kind of bored. Like two. Mm-hmm. I get too attached. I get too attached. It's I like not the, like a soap. I like to escape. I like to escape. You only get me for 20 minutes. You put me Well, you need to find another show. <laughs> you need to find That's another true. show then. Like, bro, I need you to find another show. After 20 minutes, after 20 minutes, That's you put wrong. me back into the show. That's streets. wrong. Just, I feel like they hold, your, the they hold your attention just as long as, like, they can. Like, we only have a, so much of an attention span. Like, it's like, we got to get the get Would to you the guys, story. would you line up to see an insecure movie? Yeah, line up. If they put all them seasons together, like I say, it was a big case. East is coming out with a feature film, Insecure oh, the movie. I'm watching it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but that takes a lot of work, money, and production. It does take a lot of work. I mean, I'm sure she's getting a lot of money from this season because I mean, yeah. I, I, everybody talking about it. True. I mean, we're always talking about. It. There's nothing else to talk about. But Black Lives Matter shit. Say that. So, so, All Black yeah. Lives Matter. We're tuned in. Are y'all not going to talk about B. Simone on, on the business? Oh, you know yeah. what? That's you about know business. What? <laughs> I did. How about how not to, about how not to do not business? Gossipers. I was, I was <laughs> going to be messy. I was just going to throw that in about when you were talking about the cancel culture. Just because okay. I feel that like. That is actually good. Even mm-hmm. though. It was, I thought about that too. Even though B. Simone, she's done a couple of mistakes in my opinion mm-hmm. the the taking creatives work to build her book was like that was she took a far I, I have a comment fucking yeah. left with that one but yeah, that, that was that was that was that she, was you know, that was that was hard. Stuff. but with her just saying that she wants to date another entrepreneur because she's an entrepreneur i didn't i didn't see the big deal with her i didn't see anything that. about that she wants somebody that has That's a similar her lifestyle to I her yeah i didn't see a i didn't see her like shitting on nine to fivers i think exactly. people took that personal yeah. because yeah. of some personal she, shit that they had going on she lost me a little bit like said, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of niggas out here that don't don't get action that don't get attention and when they see shit like that they triggered. just jump they just yeah like, took it personal mean? What you mean? And, and you know what I'm saying? This is not no dissertation. She ain't got to be politically yeah, correct. She right. makes she wants a nigga that's about his shit to actually own something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, What's no. Wrong with that? And no, 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 no. She wants somebody but, that has a more flexible lifestyle. No, what threw me off? She, I was all with you with that part, but she also came went back and was like, he can be a rapper, he can be a drug dealer, and that, at that part she lost me because it's uh, like you're saying. Oh, you she want, said he can't. She wants a puppy. She wants somebody to follow her oh, everywhere. He, he can. She did say he that. Can. I remember hearing her. Yeah. So oh. when she said. That part, I was like, uh, all right, be small. Now you're not making sense. Like, you're right. saying you don't want somebody with nine, but you want, I just want somebody that can make their own hours a drug dealer and a rapper. And well, hours. yeah, she might, yeah, she got her wires. She just talking. She lost she's a little bit. One. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> not wires. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't cancel her out because of that. Here you go. 
Okay, I mean, oh. I wasn't with her to begin with. Like, I, 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 can't, I never I canceled, I wasn't, never yeah, you're not canceling her. The only person I canceled recently is Doja Cat. Because <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, about. I never, if yeah. we're going to get into the gossip never part, I never subscribed and I still don't I understand what she did like she was in some group chat with white men she's uh-huh. in some like super progressive like zoom chat that's like <laughs> overly like that's like some kind of overly sexualized it's, it's sexual it's like a sex chat or something but it's also some and shit. they i don't know pay her to do and say weird shit and they i guess they got her to say nigga a few times but uh, in some kind of de- in some kind of coded way that they yeah, say that nigga and huh. sound like but she always seemed like a little weirdo. Weird, but she's always she always she's always been off. weird. She's always talking about profane, nasty stuff. <laughs> That's the move, right? She but she's really cute. Yes. She's really cute. She got she the hot right. song. We gotta she stop got giving song. these light, bright girls who have the same Talk basic ass features saying uh-uh. that they're super. Yeah. Cute. Sorry, no offense, because okay. I'm wait, also like she's pretty bodacious. She's pretty. She's pretty beautiful. You know, I'm like. Doja Cat is wig, nobody to come home about. Doja Cat has a nice body. A wig just, a little just crazy. Just say that, King. Just say that. A wig a little crazy. Okay. But, so let's but talk about it. She's still... Not let's talk about it. We talked about woman. it. Moving back to B. Simone, I will have to say that... I, mean, I feel like she definitely has some genuineness to her hustle. Right. I just don't understand... Like, Again, don't piss on us and, you know, try to make it say, you know, believe that is something that it's not. Like, we're not dumb. You know, people genuinely want us to support her. And that's mm-hmm. good. Support a Black woman, you know, and do what you got to do. But don't be trying to act like... Put other people... It's it's really just the fact that putting other people down, almost in a way. Yeah, they, you know, they seem like that's the only way they can get on. The cancel culture is very toxic, and I don't feel like we need to be ripping yeah. these people down to the point to where they want to kill them damn selves. Yeah. yeah like, there has to be... Go ahead. She's not going down without a fight, and I love that. <laughs> that Like, that's how you know she has a good... Like, her heart is yeah. somewhere involved. I feel and like now she, she definitely knows. just missed some steps. And yeah, don't bullshit. Girl, take the time and do the work. It's not going anywhere. Like, imagine if you would have literally did that, you know, from, from your genuine heart and, like, even took the, the steps to get that shit approved from whoever they stole it from, whatever. Like, I don't know <laughs> what's happening right now. But, like, yeah. There's a way she could have went about it. I don't feel like people should, you know bully her damn people are so mean i don't get that like y'all got too much time in your hands to be doing research girl hello we in, co- we in quarantine people have way too much time, time. We, we're finding time anybody to get into let's be honest they always had time all right so closing words strange. any closing remarks <sighs> i know <laughs> i feel like we really just kind of gave it what we could Kim, anything you want to say to the people or where they can find you, Keem. You know, where the people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Akeem is A-A-K-E-E-M. E-S-H-U-S-U, no space. Um, yeah, I'm a recording artist, hip-hop. Um, yeah, you know, I hope, you know, you guys take heed to the conversations. I really appreciate Deja and Jazz for having me on this show. Ooh. Business Only is one of my favorite podcasts. And, you know, I hope this is one of many more episodes. So thank you, ladies. Yeah, Awesome. Thank you. you. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, y'all know where to find us on Instagram at Business Only Pod. Business Only Pod. And we will have Keen tagged. um, And we will definitely have a discussion post and everything coming up soon. So y'all hold it down. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.